I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. one of those podcasting from bed kind of nights. There we go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is episode 66, which I feel like there should be some sort of joke or pun made, but I really can't be fucked. Oh, yeah, huh? So just insert your own joke here. Please. <sighs> oh, Audacity is not working with me, Emily. That's okay. What is it doing? It's just, it's, I'm pressing record, and then it's just, the red mark is still at zero. <laughs> well, that's not great. Let me quit it again. As I do that, I will ask how your week is going. It's okay. Let's see, my birthday was this weekend. Oh, oh my god, we, we had a birthday. We had a very special birthday up in the Canto by Dispatch house. Yeah, I got a new Porg from somebody. Oh, oh someone. Mendo? <laughs> yes, Mendo <laughs> sent me a pork. <laughs> but it's a big, very soft pork. I love it very much. And what did you name him? I named him Leobin, who was a character on Battlestar Galactica, who I loved, because I like to name things after Cylons. What's a Cylon? They're the they're the robots on Battlestar Galactica. Ah. Nice. That's fun. And he's, he's, Leobin in particular is sort of crazy and depending on your point of view, maybe evil and messed up and also hot. So, of course, he's like directly my type. A hot robot? Well, yeah, because they look like humans. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. Some of the silence look like humans. There's some that are more like robot robots. But then there's the the human looking ones. Hmm. Well, that's fun. So, uh, other than getting the hot robot porg, did you have a good birthday? I did. I ate lots of food, good. and I drank good scotch, and I watched My Blue Heaven, which was a movie I watched a ton with my family when I was young because it's something we had like recorded off TV, and so it's just like something we would watch multiple times a year. So I watched that and was pleased that it holds up. Oh. And yeah, it was good. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad you had a good birthday. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and I had been doing a fundraiser through Facebook for my birthday for Adopt America, which is the organization 
through which my family got my little brother. They do they do special needs, but also just like hard to place kids. So kids who are older or like sibling groups or, you know, non-white kids because they can be a lot harder to place. And so I raised like people donated and I got like 200 and something dollars. So thank you to everybody who donated for that. That was really awesome of you. That's amazing. I'm glad that you got that much money. That's awesome. Yeah, I was not expecting to raise that much. I put the goal at like $100, and I wasn't sure if I was going to make that, but people were really generous. No, That's good. I'm glad you have a lot of generous friends. Mm. Trying to think if anything else exciting happened. Is it snowing yet in New York? It's supposed to snow tomorrow. Oh, shit. That's exciting. No. (laughs) Hey, better than uh, heavy winds and and, uh, fire. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, And obviously, if anybody listening to this has been affected by it, our thoughts go out to you because it's really... Like, I've been following that news and seeing pictures, and it seems really scary. Uh, It is, like, uh, hearing about that whole town that was wiped out because of the fire. And then seeing those pictures of those animals, like, just, like, really gets me. I can't. Yeah, because... For me, it's really like, you know, because I grew up in the Midwest Mm -hmm. and I live in New York. So I'm used to tornadoes and I'm used to blizzards. And now living in New York, that like some effects from from hurricanes, but like fire is just never something that is even like I've been around. So that that to me is like fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Like it's, you know, I've I've almost had my house burned down because of a fire and I almost had to evacuate a, a couple times in the most recent years and it sucks to say, you know, like they tell you to, you know, like have a couple bags or have some clothes like just in case or have like a emergency, you know, if you have to evacuate. And it's like, I still haven't done that yet. And I feel so stupid because it's like all these fires are happening. And, you know, sometimes I'm out of town for like a whole weekend. And, you know, that's what happened a couple months ago. I was out of town and there was a fire near my house. And I was like, shit, like, I don't have all my personal belongings here. They're all two hours away from me. Like, what if there's an actual fire and I have to evacuate? And, you know, but it's really scary. Like, I can't imagine all those people, you know, having to, you know, th- those people that had like no like notices before just that you have to leave right now. Not like 15 minutes. Like sometimes like the police come to your door and they're like, all right, you have an hour, you have two hours. But some of these people, man, just they're like, you have to go now. Well, yeah. And and like the other thing is in, in some of those places, there's like one road and it's two lanes of traffic. And it's just, just, it's horrifying. Uh, Yeah, it is. And it sucks too, because, you know, California has been like getting like really shitty winds too. So of course, like winds plus these fires is just terrible. And it's, it's getting cold too. And it just, it's like, I wish California had like rain or something, or I just, I wish, I just wish like all these fires will. And then those, there's like 200 people still like missing. Yeah. Ugh. 
but yeah, if anyone's being affected by these fires, my my thoughts are with you. I hope uh, you're all doing well in California, and I hope uh, yeah, hope you're safe. But but yeah, no. But uh, other than surviving fires, I, I'm doing good. You know, uh, four more weeks of school. So man, that's... the countdown is on. Yeah, the countdown's here. I know. And then the the greatest thing happened yesterday. Like, you know those like lucky student stories of like, oh, like the power went down in class and my teacher gave us all A's. Like those stories. Uh-huh. So I was I had to present, like I had to do like a 10-minute presentation yesterday, or I was supposed to. Uh, it was like something of like I had to pick a career and talk about it and I had to pretend like, oh, like hire me, guys. Like this is why you should hire me. I had to like talk about myself for like 10 minutes, which <sighs> I kind of like half ass like the PowerPoint too. Well, I didn't half ass the PowerPoint. It was one of those like I wrote down everything and I knew I'd be like reading from the slides because I'm just like, whatever. Like it's a senior class like and the students would be grading it. So I think that everyone would have each other's back and be like, we're giving you 20 out of 20 because we want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. My professor emails us yesterday. It was like two hours before. And it was I was supposed to because I was at Carlos's. So I was about to leave his house to go to school. I get an email from my professor saying uh, class has been canceled today. Uh, for those who are doing presentations, just email them to me. Oh, <laughs> that's much different. <laughs> yep. So uh, I, I probably got out of that i mean if i didn't oh well but i just thought that was sick that like i was like dreading having to do that and either i don't have to do it for a while or i don't have to ever do it again so i like my chances that's good but yeah but yeah um but over the god well we haven't podcasted in like a little bit so we've had some news so much news i'm so excited it's been a really good star wars week it has been, and it's just, it's one of those things that just, it's like, this is all, like, crazy. Like, it, it's it's not something I expected. Like, the whole, like, we'll talk about, like, Pedro Pascal and, like, the other casting shit, but, like, it's it's unexpected in a good way. Not, I'm not, like, mad or anything, but it just, it's like, I, I can't believe it. It's so fucking exciting. I am, I am a very happy Star Wars fan right now. Yeah, so if you guys are uh, living under a rock, um, Cassie and Andor is uh, getting a, a series on the Disney uh, streaming service. Uh, here, I'm going to read a thing from StarWars.com. Disney chairman and CEO Bobby Iger, sorry, Bob Iger, <laughs> Bobby Iger, announced today that Lucasfilm is in development on a second Star Wars live action series for Disney Plus, the company's new direct-to-consumer streaming service. The series, which will go into production next year, follows the adventures of the rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the, Repo- or the Rebellion and prior to the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Damn, I read that okay. <laughs> Uh, but um, that was unexpected. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, because um, I guess it would be now last Wednesday because we are recording this on the 14th. But, you know, so last Thursday, we knew there was going to be like the financial like report shareholders call or whatever they do. And that has been in the past a source of some 
announcements. And so people were kind of like wondering what it might be. I assumed if we got anything, it would just be like, oh, something about what the next movie was going to be. Yeah. And as much as I'd like to know what the next movie is going to be, this is so cool. Why does shit always happen on a Thursday? That's what I'm, I am always wonder. It's always when I'm asleep and I wake up and then like shit happens. Like that's, that's just what always happens with Star Wars stuff. But I'm excited. Oh man, I'm so excited. Um, I, last Friday I co-hosted the Hyperchat YouTube call-in show thing that Steel Saunders does. And we talked about it there and we took calls and it was fun to hear everybody be excited about that. So check that out either on YouTube or on the Steel Wars podcast feed. Yeah. Because it was just, it was just sort of fun because I was like, just like riding high. Oh, that's fun. Cause I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting my, spy star wars show that i've talked about wanting on this podcast many many times <laughs> like look i'm not dumb i know it's not gonna be like the departed or the americans i know it's not gonna be like super dark hard r but i mean they say like in the in the description that it's going to be like a spy like espionage adventure and because of the stuff that they say in Rogue One, that, I mean, first of all, the fact that we meet Cassian with him murdering somebody, mm-hmm. like a, not, I mean, not like a, like his best friend or something, but the, like a guy he, like, it's not, you know, mowing down a stormtrooper. And the fact that he and the other, the other pilots and stuff go along with Jin's plan because they feel they have something to atone for that they've done these terrible things in the name of the rebellion. Like even if they still believe in the cause, they did these things that, you know, they, they feel that now it's right for them to, to sacrifice their lives for. They must've done some fucked up shit. Yeah. I just, I don't know how dark, because, like, when I think of Cassian and or series, like, I think of something, like, really kind of fucking dark, you know, like, spy shit and everything, and I just, I don't know if Disney has the balls to do that. Like, I want them to have the balls to do that, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I wonder about that, too. But they can't, they can't completely ignore it, either. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean... If you're gonna respect the movie that you made at all, and the, and the fact is, like they went there in Rogue One, we see him murder that guy, like mm-hmm. shoot him in the back, like forced for Star Wars. It's a lot. That's dark. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't expect it to be any grimmer than that. But you can build some real good drama if you're willing to do things like that. This interests me because, and so does like the Mandalorian for the reasons that, you know, this is going on a streaming service. So it's not just like, this is probably going to be like PG, PG 13 territory. Like this isn't going to be like the, you know, Clone Wars or Resistance or any other, you know, animated series. Like this is going to get 
I just I'm wondering how dark they're going to get with these shows and if they're going to have like if they're going to have a live action series that's not going to be as dark because for some reason like both of these shows scream like very serious very dark so I think I really do think that they're going to do more standalone series for different characters because not that Cassie and Andor is like too random but like I don't I just I feel like they're gonna pull more out of not their asses but I feel like we're gonna get a lot more Star Wars content on this streaming service than we think I I hope so Mm -hmm. um I think I think we probably won't hear anything else officially announced until the Mandalorian goes up and they see how it's received. Yeah, but because if they have the Mandalorian, yeah, like if they have the Mandalorian up already and Cassian by that point, probably like really far along in production, like that would still give them plenty of lead time but would also let them go if, if like, the Mandalorian falls flat on its face, they'd be able to back out of it without too much already committed, you know? Yeah. But the thing that gets me about this Cassian Andor series is that, like, no one saw this coming. There were no rumors. There were no, you know, this person said this, or there was no, like, this was I, relatively yeah. unknown. I, I love that. I love that we can still be surprised by this stuff. Because with the Mandalorian... When they announced the live action TV show, I was super excited. But then, you know, before they announced it was about the Mandalorians, we had been hearing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, courtesy of Jason Ward. But yeah. that was stuff that we were fairly certain was solid. And then it was still weeks before they announced it. Yeah. And so for this casting thing, it, it seemed to come out of nowhere. And I love that. Yeah. And also, I mean, the the possibilities that this time period brings in terms of characters, and I don't want it to be like a cavalcade of cameos where you're just mm-hmm. seeing everybody we've ever seen for like two like scenes, but it would make sense for some of these people who we know and love to have major roles in this like I I want them to create new characters and they should create new characters and they will create new characters but this time period have Mon Mothma as a major player have Bail Organa come in for like several episodes you know this is probably why they're having this series on the streaming service because you know they're having the Mandalorian be that like that new thing like very very new while they're having you know this where you know people know about the rebellion people know about you know Cassian Andor because he's been in the movie so they're going to incorporate lots of different things from like movies that we've already seen like you might even get Mendo for fuck's sake. I mean, I hate saying that. Like, that could be a possibility because it's, like, not that it's cheesy. But, like, I really do think that there's a big possibility that we could get Mendo. I know. I'm trying not to think about it. because, And I talked about this on with, with, with Steel where I don't want to expect him to be on it and have him not be on it. Because mm-hmm. then I'm just setting myself up for disappointment. Like, I want God. it to be in my head as, I totally love this show, and if he's on, it's a bonus 
but I didn't expect him to be on, so if he's not, like, it's fine. That's what I'm trying for. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I'm down for that. I'm down skis for that, but I'm just excited for, like, new characters that we'll get to, you know, going into, like, the Rebellion. Because one of the things I liked about Rogue One the most was that we got to see, you know, because... We, I feel like we as Star Wars fans associate, you know, the Rebellion and the Empire as the good guys and the bad guys. And with, like, the Rebellion and Rogue One, like, they, they're kind of shady. Like, you know, they're not all good. So I'm excited that we get to see something that we see as so good, like, not be, you know? Yeah, and, and well, also, it makes you look at what, what is good and what's bad. Yeah. Because... I think one of the most fascinating things with somebody with something like the rebellion is the shades of gray and whether or not the ends do justify the means because it's easy to sort of go, Oh, well the terrorists are just like Saw Gerrera and his like gang. But mm-hmm. we, we know that within the rebellion, there's other like shitty stuff going on too, because we see Cassian do it. And we hear that that's part of his story. That's part of his history is doing things that he didn't agree with morally because they helped the cause and were necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a fascinating thing that you can you can explore so deeply that these things aren't just cut and dried. And it's not just, well, the rebellion is always going to take the high road and they're always good. I mean, yeah, you're in the middle of a, a of a war at this point, but how many people are on the Death Star? Like millions of people? Yeah. I don't know. And so I'm hoping I'm hoping the show explores that and doesn't hand wave that stuff away. Yeah. Yeah, this is it's surprising. I just I'm this just made me curious of what else, you know, they're hiding what else uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are hiding from us cuz like we were surprised about this. Like think about all the other things that we're going to be surprised about, you know? Yeah. But I mean, we're going to get K2, right? I mean, they'd have yeah. to in the Cassian show. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, not in the very beginning. I think maybe, like, they'll start including... Like, I would hate if they just, like, had him on, like, the first episode. Like, I feel like they need to, like, slowly get him in. Like, have Cassian, you know, by himself for, like, a season or two. And then have him paired up with uh, K2 and just see how they, you know, initially met and how they mesh together. Yeah. Oh, and they can bring back hot mustache guy. Oh, Yeah. Played by um, mustache guy, uh, General Merrick, played by Ben Daniels, who was on, I think, the UK version of Law and Order. I think that's what I knew him from. There's a UK version of Law and Order. There was Law and Order UK. Oh shit! Oh, and he was also on um, the first season of House of Cards. As Claire's like photographer dude, she was having an affair with. Oh, I was gonna say she probably had an affair with him. <laughs> uh, I still need to watch that show. Nah, I, so many, you're fine. 
there's so many shows that I want to watch and like I'm slowly realizing that I'll be able to do it like I'll be able to have so much free time in like the next like couple months that like I'll be watching a lot of shit so throw stuff at me well look um, to watch house of cards if if Kevin Spacey hadn't you know um Kevin Spacey'd yeah. I I would say mm-hmm. like watch the first two seasons at least because they're mm-hmm. pretty good and pretty fun. But I think I can't mm-hmm. watch anything with him now. It's really uncomfortable, and that show takes a sharp nosedive in quality in the later seasons. So you're fine. Oh, but watch okay. watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's my new Netflix thing okay. that I'm fucking obsessed with. I saw the trailer for this show because like everyone's talking it's about so it, and I'm good. so fucking. I'm so fucking stubborn, though. Like, if I see a bunch of people, like, bandwagoning on, like, a TV show, like, I just don't want to watch it. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm just you, like, eh, do you, you, know? you know why people are bandwagoning on it? Because it's, it's that good? Yeah, because it's good and they like it. That's why you hear lots of people talking about why they like something is because lots of people like it. Yeah, because I guess. But it is, it is much darker than I expected. It is violent as shit. Uh, the cast is amazing. It's the chick from who was the daughter on Mad Men, whose name I have, do not know how to pronounce. Um, there is this trio of bitchy witch girls who I love so much. Uh, the aunts are both really good. Um, one of them is Miranda Otto, who is Eowyn and Lord of the Rings. The other is. Oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was the the lead actress on um, the UK version of The Office. She's fantastic. There's the like her cousin who is under house arrest, who is, I guess, pansexual warlock dude. He's super fucking hot. There is an awesome like evil priest guy oh my god i'm obsessed with the show and they're doing a holiday special and i cannot wait yeah that's i think that's on the top of my list of shows i want to get into i mean i'm not really into like spooky shit too so it is good though i mean like oh look her boyfriend like the love interest is the most boring dude on the planet but that's sort of his role is to be the boring mortal guy who makes it like difficult for her to decide what she, you know, whether she's going to be a witch or not. But she is delightful. She seems like it. Like I've seen like gifs of her and shit. And I'm like, she's cute. But uh, do you want to move on to uh, Pedro Pascal? Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, uh, Previously, I I heard that his reps uh, denied that he was going to be in the Mandalorian, but uh, the Variety uh, changed that uh, and said uh, that he is uh, being considered. Uh, Pascal's name had previously been rumored for the role, but sources say he was one of the many actors being considered. Now insiders tell Variety that he has been offered the role and negotiations are underway. Bam. Fuck yes, Pedro Pascal. Oh my god. Yes. He's awesome. 
he's super talented and he is insanely hot. It's like they're giving all these beautiful men these lead roles in Star Wars and I'm just like, okay, take my money, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's also just I mean, I'm excited. Okay. Like I'm really excited, but also like when I take a step back and think that okay, we now have two Star Wars live action TV shows announced and the leads are Pedro Pascal and Diego Luna. That's awesome. That's huge. Like that it, I mean, that's oh, it's so fucking cool. But no, I because originally when we when we heard that Pedro was rumored, I got super excited. And then it seemed like they had backed off really hard on that one. And so I was immediately like super disappointed. It was like over two days where I was like elated and then depressed. And so I thought that was I thought that was done. I thought that like wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And so then suddenly this was on my Twitter feed and I'm like, wait, are people fucking with me? Is this like some shitty rumor? But then I'm like, oh, Variety, they're like a real place. And I know it's not yeah. like official official yet, but it, it seems pretty fucking official. Yeah, I mean, if Variety, I hate saying that if like Variety is posting it, but at the same time, I think it was like Variety that posted like a... Uh, a year ago about like uh that one director doing an obi-wan film but i, I get the right well, yeah but it seemed like, like that probably when they reported that it, it looked like it was still happening <laughs> like i don't think that was that was them pulling a rumor out of their hat i think that was a movie that got axed yeah and and I'm hopefully excited, this though. doesn't i mean i haven't yeah. really yeah oh sorry what i gonna say Oh, I'm just going to say, hopefully this doesn't, you know, nothing goes wrong. Because I will cry. Like, if look, if it just been he, ne- I never heard about it and he didn't get the part, that's one thing. But if I think he has the part and then he doesn't, that's depressing. That would really be shitty, but I can't really see anyone else, like, have this, like, lead role, you know? Like, I feel like I've already, like, even though that... The rumors like were like denied in the beginning. Like I always kind of saw like him as the Mandalorian. Like when I think of the Mandalorian now, I think of him. But I haven't really seen any of his other work other than like Game of Thrones. Like I forget Game of Thrones was he on, like Narco. Um, Narco. He is excellent in Narcos. And that's I mean that yeah, the I first season of that show is really good. I tagged out in season two because after um the guy playing like. They after Escobar leaves, it is the other bad guys weren't nearly as interesting as him. But I mean, Pedro Pascal is awesome on that show. Like really good, very charismatic, but really dark, and has a really hot mustache. Yes, and like the man just has like charisma for days. You know, he's just one of those people who. I don't I don't think I'd well okay I can't say I'd never seen him in anything before Game of Thrones because like he was on an episode of Buffy once upon a time but he was an actor that I knew but as soon as I saw pictures of him I'm like oh he's perfect it's like one of my favorite characters from the book I see him and I'm like holy fuck yeah that is him and he then he's excellent on the show he's so good 
yeah, I'm excited to, you know, see him as the Mandalorian and to know the story. Like, I don't know. The the way that I've been dealing with all these like Star Wars news is because it's like we're not gonna get this for another like year and a half or two years. So like I'm trying to not be excited like as boring as that sounds I'm trying my hardest to not be excited for this because like I'm not gonna get this for like another like two years or so I think I think Mandalorian's about a year I think I think Mandalorian is gonna launch with the with the Disney plus which they say is late 2019 okay so I don't know like I want to see trailers or teasers or what okay like I here's here's my question now They've been filming on The Mandalorian. So has, I mean, I like when we saw the the promo pic of The Mandalorian, I assumed like it was just some dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was just a promotion picture and whoever the lead was, that wasn't them. But have have they been shooting like that? Like, that's the one part of this all that I'm very confused by. I think what they're doing is they'll probably dub, like, if the dude's wearing the helmet, they're going to be dubbing the voices. Like, maybe he's just wearing the fucking helmet the whole series. Like, maybe that's why they haven't announced Pedro is because they're just trying to find someone to do, like, the voice for it, you know? Oh, man, you can't, you can't, like, look, I'm all for the Mandalorian is keeping the mask on. That changed as soon as Pedro Pascal was announced. I'm like, no, he needs to take that mask off and hopefully the chest piece as well, because I need, I need to see. Everything off. Yes, everything everything off. I need to see Pedro Pascal. Nudity in Star Wars. 100%. (laughs) oh god imagine if like we got that like i can't imagine seeing a penis in star wars <laughs> look if we ever get to see a penis in star wars it's gonna be something like gross slimy alien penis no it has to be a real penis <laughs> i mean but not that like not that i find it's like human penises all that particularly aesthetically pleasing. Who does? But, though? Yeah, they're not. They're not. It's not like wow. Look at his beautiful penis. Is not something. It's not a thing. <laughs> like, like it's art. Like I could say, yeah, no, it's just not a thing. Like I'll be like, oh, he has a beautiful chest, or oh, like look at his like amazing arms, but like look at his beautiful dick. No, not a thing. <laughs> it's never been said. <laughs> Uh, that really hasn't like I've never I've never seen or you know like I'm trying to like word this correctly but I, I just I don't really think that anyone has found that body part of, of the body to be a sect like a, it's just like hanging you know, there <laughs> seems a little like, awkward it's like <laughs> there's a lot more skin than there needs to be <laughs> I mean, the problem is the penis. Really, I mean, the problem is like balls are unattractive, but the whole like package is just like okay, like it, it performs good things, but no, it's uh, yeah, balls. Jesus, our fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's order sixty six of. 
Oh, man, I really thought you had something there, and then you just totally whiffed it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any jokes. I'm in bed. I don't have any good jokes while I'm in bed. <laughs> I'm just thinking about penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that in bed all the time, but... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I love this podcast. It's my favorite podcast, even though I host it. <laughs> I don't think it. you're allowed to say that. No, okay, it's my least favorite podcast. <laughs> I'm putting it from like a split second on the top all the way back to the bottom. Damn. Uh, what's your favorite podcast to listen to right now? Favorite Star Wars podcast or favorite any podcast? Uh, just any podcast. Um, My favorite podcast is called We Hate Movies. And they watch shitty movies and they make fun of them. But they're very funny, and they're, like, cool and progressive and just, like, really funny dudes. And I've gone to a couple of their live shows, and they're hilarious. And they're my favorite podcast. Like, they're the podcast that I re-listen to, like, all the time. Like, I'll go back and listen to old episodes, which I don't do with much. Hmm. That's good. How about you? Well, my podcast listening has gone like very, very downhill since I uh, started my last semester. Oh yeah, like God, like what what podcasts have I like? Because unfortunately, there have been some that I've had to like put to the side because it's like I can't listen to like twenty five podcasts, and sometimes like the podcasts I listen to have like great Patreon content. It sucks because it's like okay, I'm either gonna have to listen to this or that, but. I don't know. I always enjoy Blue Harvest. Like, that's always one of those ones that, you know, I listen to while, you know, driving two hours to Carlos or the Sith List. I always listen to that, not just because my, my boyfriend's on it, but that's a really good fucking podcast. Well, yeah. The other thing I like about Sith List is I like that they cover, it's not just Star Wars podcasts. Like, they cover a ton of different Yeah. Shit. So there's... Even if I'm not interested in, like, one part of it, like, could not give less of a fuck about The Walking Dead, there's always something they're talking about that I'm interested in. Yeah, and there's Eric Strathers. Yeah, Eric Strathers is amazing. Oh, and Eric sent me a birthday present. He sent me, have you seen the Disney, the the toy box line of action figures? Yeah. Yeah, he sent me a ray, and it is adorable, and now it's a problem because now I want to buy more of those, like, in that line. Because they're really cartoony looking, and I love them. Aw. I love Eric. Yeah, he's great. But no, Blue Harvest is really good. I mean, Hawes is... If you don't like... Guys, if you don't listen to Blue Harvest, what the fuck are you doing? Stop listening to our podcast and go listen to Blue Harvest. Because Hawes is amazing and just, like, one of the coolest people. And his co-host, Will, who I... Like, like Hawes have never met and haven't interacted with him as much because he's just not like on social media but they've been friends for a really long time and you can totally hear it in their podcast oh I love them like I I met Hawes and Will when they were down here in California I was really nervous when I first met them because it's like you know they're a podcast I've been listening to like for a while and like it's one that I respect a lot because they've been doing this for a while and their material is like really good and they mesh well but will is just like fantastic and haas is too him and his raccoons oh my god yeah 
Uh, and then now, like, if the listeners don't know what we're talking about, they think that he actually owns raccoons. No, he just Wants reposts to. raccoon videos. Oh, man. But, yeah, Rusty also wrote them a script, too. So uh, listen to the most recent episode of Blue Harvest. R- Rusty's going around writing scripts for everyone, and I'm kind of offended that he hasn't written one for me yet. But that would be bad because I would just be getting roasted the whole because he with these scripts that he does, he always find like he has to roast one person per script. Like, for instance, the Sithless script, he roasted Boo. And with Blue Harvest, he roasted Will. <laughs> but poor Will. Why roast Will? But I mean, and there's a talkie raccoon in that. So. I, would, I would say, I mean, he is. Essentially, well, not just essentially, he he outright is writing fan fiction. It's very weird if you write mm-hmm. fan fiction about your sister. Okay, that is that is very true. I, I take that back then. Well, someone needs to... Can someone write fan... Okay. No, I'm going to say can someone write fan fiction about us and then no, they're going to no, listen no, to this episode no, 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 and no, no. we're going to be seeing alien dicks. Uh, but uh, not talking about penis anymore. Um, another person that was uh, casted in uh, The Mandalorian uh, was Gina Carano. I think Carano. Carano and uh she was a Deadpool. She was uh, a character that I don't remember because I don't know the X-Men. Forgive me. She is She's in a- Deadpool. She's the okay, you know the bad guy who like turns yeah. into Deadpool? She is yeah. she's the woman who works for him. Oh, I thought she was one of the one of the X-Men. No, I no, no, she's fighting mind. the X-Men. I take that back. She's fighting the X-Men. Okay. I'm sorry for everyone that loves the X-Men who are... Because I, I haven't seen those movies. So. I'm behind, I know. Well, guys, I had a good run on the Ganobite Dispatch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, she hasn't... She hasn't been in a ton of other stuff. But she's apparently, like, trained in, like, Muay Thai and MMA fighting. And it's, like, competitive like the level fighter so i would i mean you see some of that deadpool mm-hmm. certainly but i would assume whoever she's playing is gonna have some cool action scenes i fucking hope so i want to see more women doing those kind of things in star wars so i feel like you know kira talked about Terrace cassie or whatever but she only did it for like five seconds like i want to see some like badass shit from you know not saying that Kara wasn't like badass or anything. Like I liked her, but yeah, maybe she'll be a love interest. Maybe uh, Pedro Pascal will have a love interest. I'd be okay with that. I mean, I would also really be happy if she was a villain because I want the main villain to be a woman. We need that. We need redemption after Phasma. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, uh, yeah, I, I hope that we get some more casting announcements from The Mandalorian because... I mean, it's like we have to. They're filming. What are they like? How do they hide this? Because we have some friends that go there like every... <laughs> every day. Like, that's a, like just I'm going to go to the Star Wars set today. You know, I have to go to fucking school while, you know, these people are just, oh, I saw Dave Filoni today. But it's... Yeah, you know. I mean... Jason Ward is, and I say this with love and respect, 
essentially a stalker at this point, right? Yeah, man. He he. Oh no, I can't. I can't say. I can't say that. I can't. I mean, when you're getting like chased off by security and taken taken photos from like your like telephoto lens, is he really getting t- chased off by security? There was some. There was some like I don't know if he got chased off. There there was something that went down, Aww. but. Yeah, that's funny. I I don't know, man, but I don't know. Props to him, you know. He's just getting his uh, sweet sweet info. But I don't know. I have I have nothing uh, <laughs> bad to say. <laughs> no, but um, no, I love Jason. Yeah, me too. Jason and Amanda, the the just the Ward family in general. Their kids are rad too. I've I've met little uh, Luke and Penny. They, are, they seem super fucking cool. They are. They're the coolest kids. Like, I went to Disneyland with them once, and they're pretty cool. You know? And then Corey. I miss Corey. I hope Corey's doing well in film school. I like that Corey gets... I like that Corey is lumped in with their kids. <laughs> Corey is their kid. What are you talking about? They adopted him. <laughs> Especially since, since their kids are, what, like four and six and or something like that? Corey's like 12 in my eyes. No, he's... <laughs> He's like Rusty, because Rusty's like 12 in my eyes, so Corey's 12, too. Ah, uh, man. I know he's doing like a top secret uh, thing that I guess we're going to see at Celebration. Oh, okay. I missed that completely. Yeah, I think he posted it like on Facebook or some shit, so that's exciting. Corey, the documentary director. That is amazing, but but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's uh, time for us to find out what the fuck's going on with the show because they're filming it. And we we don't know anyone who's gonna be in it, you know. Either that, or they're just hiding people very well, or like it's very far away too. Because like I've seen the pictures that Jason has posted. Because we've seen um, Favreau because of that curly hair, but. I don't know. We haven't seen Pedro, obviously, but maybe they like hide him. Maybe they like put him in a suitcase, like they do with Taylor Swift. I heard that. I heard this like rumor that like they they carry Taylor Swift in a suitcase. <laughs> I don't know. Cosmopolitan is on crack sometimes, but maybe they put Pedro Pascal in a in a suitcase and like uh, take him from a uh, job to job. What if that was your mode of transportation? I mean, it doesn't seem particularly comfortable. I would at least want, like, a trunk rather than a suitcase. Oh, like, a, maybe it's, like, a really big suitcase. Like, a, like one of those big old-fashioned, like, steamer trunks. Yeah, or, you know, how, like, those airplanes that have, like, beds in them. Like, this suitcase has a bed in it. I think at some point it stops being a suitcase. Yeah, well, you, you know, you just, like, call it a suitcase. Like, I'm trying to think of something, like, you don't call, like, a... Like how people sometimes call their futon a bed, even though it's a futon, you know, maybe that's what, you know, like they're like, I'm going to bed, but like, no, you're going to the futon, you know, I think that's that's what it's called, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, good. Because I'd be worried if I was calling something else, something else, and people would get confused. But, um, well, uh, did you watch Resistance? I did. We have two episodes of Resistance to catch up on. Yes, I, 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 I caught up. I did it. Yeah, we watched so the children of Tahar mm-hmm. and Signal from Sector Sector Six. Sector Six. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, man. You know, whatever. Look, it has Poe in it, so fine. Um, yeah. So, children of Tahar, 
Um, Kaz breaks something again. Dude, uh, I hate to interrupt you, but I can't. Okay. I I I want to like this show. And like I do sometimes, but I I can't stand him. Like I hate saying that too yeah. because I love, you know, that, you know, the, the voice actor is like very into, you know, social media and like the show and everything, but I just hate that Star Wars has to have these really annoying lead males as these, you know, cuz I get it's a kid show. Yeah. And I get that okay, it's funny when he fucks up, but there's better things to add rather than and I hate how it's always that one chick having to yell at him like that just bothers me because it's like I want to get to know more about her but how am I supposed to when she's yelling at Kaz or throwing shit at him every five minutes you know yeah you know what it is it's it's the it's the nagging wife in the sitcom like when you have the the overweight schlubby dude who's always married to the much thinner, much more attractive woman, which is 95% of American sitcoms. Yeah, that's that's like basically her job. She never gets to do anything funny or cruel herself. It's always just like yelling at the dude. Yeah, and then like I at first I didn't not that I didn't like Niku, but uh the children at the car like I, I fell in love. Not I didn't fall in love with Niku. Uh, that's bad. I don't want his alien parts. But um, I like this. Like suddenly we're using parts after we've used dick and penis like twenty times in this episode already. And balls. Don't forget the balls. Yeah, but but no, Niku. I I my love for Niku is platonic, and I just want to give him a hug because I really like him. He's so sweet. Like he was paying for Kaz's shit. Like he's too good for Kaz. Like I want to oh, go. Totally. Kaz is totally a dick to him all the fucking time. <sighs> I think like I thought it was funny when she was when uh the chick was like, "Can you can you have a help me give me a hand here?" And he's like, "I only have two hands." <laughs> like he's just so he's so precious. Like he's precious too precious for this world. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so Kaz breaks the shit. And, and yeah, I know, especially because it's anime inspired, like that's just part of the thing is the goofiness. But I'm with you, I don't particularly like it. But anyway, so he promises to replace it, even though he's flat broke. And while they're at Aunt Z's, which is like the bar, he hears about this big bounty on these two runaway children, and he decides that's like his ticket so these two kids we also um captain doza is in contact with phasma about it and phasma tells him that these are kids who are members of a family that is important to the first order and to give to give doza credit he does like he pushes back at that a teeny bit he's like why on earth does the first order like care about a couple of kids but he doesn't question as much as he should um and at first at first Cass thinks you know they're lost or they got you know kidnapped and escaped or something so he decides to find them um but when he f- sees them in this like marketplace they take off running and they escape and then Niku takes Kaz to maybe my new favorite 
species in Star Wars, which are the shell folk who act as like the engineer on the platform. Ooh, the turtle guys. And they they look like something out of a Jim Henson thing, like out of the labyrinth or out of Dark Crystal. There's just there's something so evocative of Jim Henson's so whole ethos. I can't even really put my finger on it, but that's immediately what I thought of is mm-hmm. Muppets. Oh, and they're really cool, and they're just like nice and hard workers, and they're helping out. And then when Kaz finally gets a chance to like talk to these kids, he realizes that they're they they're runaways, like they're they're fugitives, like basically, and that the First Order wants to track them down because they are witnesses to their village getting wiped out. That Tahar is someplace in the unknown regions. Yeah, man, that was fucking dark when they were like, yeah, this dude named Kylo Ren came and killed all our people. I'm like, fucking shit. Like, yeah, okay, this is this is what. OK, I'm, I'm going to hop back on like the, the Kylo Ren thing, like real quick. I don't get how people romanticize the character of Kylo Ren when he's going around like killing all these like families and children and towns and shit like it's you know like you you see those kids like you know like how like fucking terrified they were of this thing named kylo ren while you know we have people you know romanticizing him and ray and everything like this this dude is a he's scary but he's not a good guy he's not and you know i i hate saying that i mean like you can you know romanticize whoever you want to romanticize but it's like if you really think that like He's a good person. Nah, man. Nah. That, that's a no for me, dog. But Yeah, you don't it, you don't get you don't get a pass just because like you had a bad childhood and you have snow messing with his head. Like, that's true. And that makes that can make his story tragic. But at the end of the day, he's still out there killing villages and destroying planets. Yeah, and I feel like that with, like, Anakin Skywalker, too, kind of, like, how, like, people, like, romanticize, like, his character. Like, you go seeing, like, Darth Vader and all the shit that he's done, you know, like, in the comics, like, most recently, like, you know, tearing, like, families apart. Like, that one comic where, like, he, like, took that, like, child that was just born away from those parents and, like, I think he killed them, too. I don't know, but it was really fucking gnarly and, like, sad and... Yeah, and uh... you could, look... uh... I will say you can like a character and find a character with interesting and not yeah, 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 yeah. excuse their actions. And I do understand that. It's just when people sort of put him up as this like good, sympathetic, you know, poor little boy where I'm like, um, he is a mass murderer. <sighs> yeah. But, but I, I do like, I do like that this episode introduces him sort of as this like boogeyman. Mm-hmm. really i like that and, too and so you know they the kids basically fake their death because they can slow down their life signs and they you like jump into this river or something and so the uh the stormtroopers and one of these stormtroopers is gold Ooh. you know i'm like i know i'm sort of i'm done with this like you have phasma and she's cool and like different looking and i'm 
like I was okay with Cardinal in the Phasma book. And now whatever the red guy's name is in the show, because I can never quite catch what his name is whenever anybody says it, which has only been like two or three times. I'm like, wait, what did they say? But I'm like, wait, are there just like a whole rainbow of stormtroopers? That I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure I like. Hmm. But I'm okay with it in a cartoon. I just, I don't want to see like green and yellow striped stormtrooper in a movie. I want to see a zebra stormtrooper in a movie. Like polka dots. Like houndstooth. Ooh, ooh, I want a houndstooth coated stormtrooper. Ooh, I want like a like a Dalmatian coat. <laughs> stormtrooper. Like I want a Corella DeVille stormtrooper. Yeah, I haven't seen that 101 Dalmatians movie in like fucking years. I remember I liked that movie. I love Dalmatians though, but they have health problems. Okay, do you know what else? Okay, I've been like on this like Greyhound hype lately because sweet, uh-huh. lovely, sweet, lovely Claire, who was on the set list recently, who's amazing and sweet. She was talking about how in Florida they banned Greyhound racing and that all these Greyhounds need homes. And of course, yeah, that got me. Like there's this one wearing like a sweater and I just I lost it. Oh yeah, cuz greyhounds they get really cold. I know. I want like seven of them. Like they're so cute. Like I don't know why I think they're cute. Like I I sent a picture of them to Carlos and he said that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Carlos. Carlos. I know. You that's, and I, you and I, I don't have a problem, Carlos. <laughs> Yeah, I, he, then he said they're ugly and they have health problems. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm ugly and health problems, but you'll love me. But nah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, man. it turns out when you like interbreed dogs in order to make purebred racers, they have um, some health problems because it, it's not, you know, what you're supposed to do. And you have like inbreeding and those are the traits that you want because that makes a faster dog or the dog that wins dog shows whatever the fuck and you know genetic diversity is good it turns out so that's why they have health problems it's not their fault it's our fault yeah i mean i can't have a dog in my building but if i did i would totally get one of those greyhounds i love greyhounds i know they're so cute like i want like I, I want like there's this like old dog sanctuary in like Tennessee where they take up these like old older retired or dogs and they take care of them before they die. Like I'd love to do that with like just take up a bunch of greyhounds and like you know if I if I won the lottery I would get a greyhound house and I would get put all the greyhounds in it. <laughs> I'd take them all at walks. We'd go to the beach. We'd go to the dog beach. But no. I... <laughs> I would like rent out like the whole dog beach because it's like I don't know how like they would react like other dogs. I don't want shit to go down because it's like they're old, you know. So it's like, you know how like they have like uh, outings for like retired folks, you know, and they take them to like bowling alleys and like take them to bingo and stuff. I'd take mine to the dog beach. No, but I, I hope they could actually no because what if they can't swim? Like I take that back. That's a little dangerous for the greyhounds, but. <laughs> I'll take them bowling. <laughs> nah, but I don't know. I'll take them to a park. The dogs like parks. I'll take the greyhounds to the park. That's but, a good plan. Yeah. Um, 
let's see another star wars resistance episode was uh the uh one with poe and the monkey things and and, and and uh romance the greatest new star wars character of all time and the second greatest uh star wars romance compared to what emily is going to talk about next um you have droid love in star wars oh my god so yeah so basically this episode is kaz and poe having adventures yeah right yeah and i don't even remember like there 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 was some sort of pirates or something and there was some signal that they go after and then when they arrive on the ship like the pirate crew has mostly been killed and there's some sort of monkey things and it turns out poe hates monkeys he really hates them I love Oscar Isaac so much. Like his delivery of "I hate monkeys," I'm just like, um, <laughs> like it just tickled me. Hmm. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, but Poe Poe has a new astromech droid since BB-8 is off with Kaz, and his new co-pilot is CB-23, and. She is maroon and turquoise, and BB-8 is displeased at first, but then they like flirt a little bit, and they become friends, and they're my new favorite Star Wars romance. Oh, they became they become more than friends. They they um oh wow I was gonna say something like really bad, but no their uh... love is pure, and delightful and adorable so do not sully it with anything bad do droids fuck (sighs) well i don't know because we have solo which certainly some droids seem to have an equivalent of a sex drive. Although what they actually do physically, if any at all, is very unclear. Probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just to like, you know, like they plug their little like units in together and there's some sort of, sort of like exchange of droid information. That's the equivalent of sexy times. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would say, look, the world is, like, the universe is a fucked up place, and people within the Star Wars universe, like, people have had sex with droids. Whether droids have sex with each other, I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, just just a quick thought. You know, we've, we've been talking a lot of different topics on this episode. I was going to say, send us your thoughts on this, and then I realized I don't want to read them. <laughs> I'll read them. I don't care. <laughs> but then they've like, there's like one lady who they find who's passed out, and they take her, and Cass takes her back to the platform. And then it turns out she's up to something. 
Like she wasn't originally part of this pirate crew that they found, but she was up to something else. And so she's talking to her boss and her boss is like, just chill out on the platform for a while and I'll get back to you later about a job for you to do there. Look, I was only half watching this episode. So. Yeah, same. I watched it at work this morning. Well, no, because I, I accidentally watched it twice because I watched it at work this morning and I got home and I was cooking breakfast. And then Rusty put it on and I was like, oh, I've already seen this. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's what happened. You know, she they mistaken her as uh, one of like the pilots on like the ship they went on that had the distress call. And then, uh, yeah, she talked to her boss, and she's like, "Nah, man, I'm not. I made it here. You know, they 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 thought I was just uh, the pilot, and they thought they were saving me, but nah, they weren't. Ha <laughs> Yeah, so that's they a really yeah, that's a big to be continued. They really like pirates. Like, not that the pirate thing like bores me, but like, can we have like Hondo come back? Because like, yeah, he's like the pirate. Yeah. Look, if you're talking about Star Wars pirates, and you don't have Hondo. I mean, what's the fucking point? Oh, whenever I hear pirate, that's just what I want, is I want Hondo. Yeah, even though Hondo would be, like, really old, like, I don't care. Like, put him in, like, a space, like, uh, I don't know. And we don't know how long his species lives. I hope forever. Maybe, maybe they're, like, Wookiees and they live hundreds of years. Give us Wookiees, too. Can we have some, like, I, I want some more Wookiees. Wookies in Star Wars. I want some Wookie cookies. Remember that time when I was giving the ingredients for Wookie cookies and I didn't realize that they were just chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> I had forgotten about that. <laughs> I think about that sometimes and laugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, um, something I've been waiting for for, um, oh, I think since I, I started this show was, um, so Emily's been watching like the Clone Wars, mm -hmm. and um, I've uh, I've kind of gotten like the idea like throughout Emily watching the Clone Wars that the show wasn't really her favorite, and she doesn't really like the prequels, and especially like a, a certain character named Jar Jar Binks. And I've known for a while that there was an arc at the very uh, last season, well, not not very last season anymore. There's going to be more um, with uh, Jar Jar Binks and Mace Windu, and th there's something that happened in this arc that. Um, I really hope that Emily wouldn't find out, and uh, she 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 found out while watching, and it's one of my all time favorite things of uh, Emily not being spoiled. Bye. So Emily, tell us uh tell us your experience watching the Clone Wars this week. Fuck the Clone Wars. Fuck you. Fuck everything. <laughs> I hate this fucking show. I don't want to do a podcast anymore. I can't believe I had to watch that and that you didn't fucking warn me that I have to watch Jar Jar like fucking macking on some chick. <laughs> Holy Christ. Start from the beginning. So I want I want to know like your, you know, beginning thoughts going to the episode and then like your thoughts like seeing that because like I, I got text messages. Yeah, you did. Go, okay. I knew from the thumbnails because on the uh, Clone Wars the, the Wikipedia entry that this was going to be like an arc with Jar Jar and I was annoyed and I know that I was going to hate this because you told me I was going to hate it yeah because you were all fucking excited and like if, oh, if you're excited it means that I'm not going to like it yeah and there's some planet where people have been disappearing and there's some fucking prophecy about people disappearing 
and the species is like force sensitive but they don't like the jedi because you know the jedi did the thing where they would come and take their kids and this is one of the planets where they're like hey that's super fucked up that's kidnapping maybe don't do that but the jedi are all like i can't believe they hate us just because we came and took their kids but whatever so they need help but they only take help from jar jar and then mace windu decides to come along too even though they hate the jedi and they said they only want jar jar like Gee, I can't imagine why they don't like the Jedi. It's not like they're constantly interfering and putting their noses where they don't belong. But anyway, so they come and we meet the queen and they're sort of like bird fish looking ladies. And it turns out that the queen bird fish lady is like Jar Jar's girlfriend or some shit. Mm hmm. And then... I don't know, like shit happens and they're trying to track down what's going on and why these people are disappearing. And then the queen gets taken and then Jar Jar gets taken and it turns out they're going to like sacrifice them to some demon or something in order to harvest their force energy because they're putting the force energy into some sort of sphere. And then the first episode ends. And then, fuck you, Netflix, because Netflix, you know, when the episode ends, they have the next, like, the next episode starts and like, 10 seconds and they have a little thumbnail of the episode and the thumbnail of this episode is mother talzin and so immediately i knew oh this mysterious cult that's been wearing masks this whole time and talking about some mysterious person that they're trying to raise this force power for which would have been a really cool reveal because it's not revealed until late in the second episode i'm like oh it's mother talzin so fuck you netflix Yeah, that made me sad. Like, I'm sorry that yours. Like, that would have been the well, one part of this episode that I actually liked and thought was cool. So anyway, the next episode is them, like, Mason and Jar Jar go off to save the queen. And then they're, like, fighting the cultists and fighting Mother Talzin. And then they win. I didn't <laughs> like these episodes. They were annoying. I don't like Jar Jar. Frankly, I didn't particularly like Mace in this episode either. I normally like him, but he's a huge fucking dick. Do you like Jar Jar's girlfriend? She was fine, but she has very bad judgment. I mean, Emily, everyone deserves love. Yeah, she deserves much, much better. Yeah, Jar Jar's maybe a good lover. Okay, we're not. We're not talking about that. Anyway, I have four episodes <laughs> of The Clone Wars left. And then I am free. Well, for now, until it starts again. Yeah, but that's okay, because then I'll be, I mean, I would assume be watching it, like, with, at least, like, when I'm watching it with people, I mean, not, like, in the room with me, but, like, can react in real time. That gives it slightly more something to it. And also, that is still hopefully a ways away, so I have a break. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, I'm really glad that no one spoiled the Jar Jar romance for you. Well, honestly, I, didn't, I don't really think anyone really cared. I just did because I, I know how you feel about Jar Jar, but I'm really glad that uh, you didn't find that out until watching. How mad were you? Oh, God, I was so fucking annoyed. I was like, because as soon as like they're talking to each other, I'm like, oh, no. And then it's like, she's like, do you want to come meditate with me? And I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I don't want to see this. 
Ugh. Oh yeah, that's what they reference fucking in uh, Clone Ugh. Wars is meditate. Ugh. I don't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. Did they ever go meditating with each other? I hope so. Before she disappeared? No, like, that's what they do. They, like, go off to her chamber to meditate. That's what she says to him. Please come meditate with me. And then they kiss. And I... I mean, that just means they're fucking. What I'm saying is, I don't want to see them kiss. Emily. What? Do you want to... No, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But, um... Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm i surprised that they gave Jar Jar a love interest, like, out of all people. Because I remember watching this for the first time. I think I had the same reaction as you, but I thought, I, I thought it was nice, you know? I feel like, um, as a young person, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I grew up with the prequels, and I like them. And I feel like, as I grew up and saw that people were hating on the prequels, I kind of were like, yeah, or I kind of was like, yeah, fuck the prequels or, you know, but then like, as I grew up and realized I'm allowed to have opinions for myself, I'm like, you know, like, I like these movies, you know, they, you know, I they were here when I was a kid, like I gravitated more towards the prequels than the original trilogy as a kid. And there's something that, you know, means a lot to me. And that's why I don't know, like Rogue One just felt very prequely to me, and that's why it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies to date, you know? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with Jar Jar finding love, but I I think that him and Mace Windu is a weird pairing, but yeah. <sighs> Excuse my own, but, but yeah. Well, that sounds like it was a wonderful episode. Do you know what you're getting next? Oh, are, you, are you getting the Yoda arc? Celeste, it's, I don't know. It's however, I don't know how long that Yoda arc is. So if the if the Yoda, Yoda arc is four episodes, then it's the Yoda arc. Ooh, okay. Um, I think you're going to like the next couple episodes because I think I know what you're getting next. I think you'll like it. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, no, there's no, um, no, no Jar Jar sex. So you're good. That's good. I don't think there's ever going to be any Jar Jar <laughs> All right. Um, here, we already had an hour. Do you want to read or listen to the voicemails and then do the post stuff next episode? We've put the post stuff off like two episodes already. Okay. Yeah, we can do the post stuff. I'm just, I, yeah, okay. That sounds good. Um, do you, uh, do you want to read? I'll read the first email. Do you want to read the second sure. one? Yeah, because um, because a couple of weeks ago we had sort of talked about what we want in the future for Finn. So I thought it would be cool to talk about what we want for Poe in the future. And so we asked people to reach out about that. So we got some emails on it. Yeah. So um, I'll read the first email. It's from uh, VB. I don't know who that is, but hi, how are you? Um, Poe thoughts for the podcast. Uh, VB says, for nine, I want him to come into his own as a leader fully, a great dogfight, more of his dynamic with Finn, which looks like it's happening, and for Lucasfilm to bite the bull and make him canonically gay or bi. They've been surprisingly neutral on it so far. And there's the whole thing in The Last Jedi visual dictionary about him saving his mother's ring for the right partner. I did not know that. 
Yeah, then they specifically uh, say for would the right love. Hip. Yeah. Oh, partner. Yeah, they specifically know, don't. They specifically don't like give it a gender. Hmm. That'd be sick. Uh, would love for him to somehow end up in a relationship with Finn, even if it's uh, Don Callis and Zeb with Poe taking Finn home to Yavin Four, since Finn doesn't have a home world to go to after the war. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pause right there. I don't think that's gonna happen because I think Finn and Rose might have like uh, I, maybe another dude. You know, maybe he'll find someone else in this movie, but. I don't think that Callus and Zeb were. I think they just had like a bromance. Like I really don't think they were fucking. Like I don't know. That's just me. I mean, if if you want them fucking, then they could be fucking. But that's just. Um, she VB. Sorry, I don't know. VB also says, if not Finn, someone else. As long as he's happy. There we go. And would love to see his dynamic with Ray, which looked promising towards the end of the Last Jedi. More of the whole main trio together, really. Okay, yeah, I like those points. Thank you. Yeah, I do hope we get interactions with him and Ray. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's it's so strange because we think of them as our main trio, but they're not really a trio. In terms of they're not, like, we haven't had scenes with, like, the three of them doing shit. Yeah. And so that's something I really want to see. I hope we see that. Like, I hope because they keep seeing all those pictures of forestry shit, and I want to see them doing fun shit in the forest. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's something we've talked about before. Get a queer character in Star Wars, and Poe's a really good choice for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think it'll be Finn. I see why people ship those two, and yeah, I, I, I think they're adorable. And the thing with like the jacket, they're so cute. But it it would be very strange after they set up the Rose kissing him. Yeah. Who knows so, but I don't know. I'm down for whatever they want to do with uh, Poe. Um, I don't know if I've expressed like my thoughts of on Poe, but he's not my favorite character and he's not my like my least favorite character. I just want to be interested in his character not saying that i'm not it just i feel like poe did a lot of damage in the last jedi and of course like you know he's learning and everything like there's nothing really there's nothing about poe that was really like stood out to me in you know the new movies but i really like him as a character i really i think he's a very talented pilot and everything i think he's just like a little cocky Mm -hmm. but i feel like he like he he's like one of those dudes that like no like he's really good looking and he like fucking knows it so he's cocky you know but he knows he's talented. He knows, like, he's very confident. And yeah. I feel like that overconfidence is his weakness. But well, yeah, I hope yeah, they that definitely, we get, They've yeah. definitely given him, sorry, they've definitely given him some of the, the Han Solo-ish personality traits. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish that he had personality traits that we wouldn't compare to other characters in Star Wars, you know? Because it's like... I I want an individual character, you know, because like Finn, like I don't feel like Finn has any qualities like Han Solo or like Leia or like Luke, you know, mm-hmm. like it's Finn. Like he's not like any character we've seen in Star Wars, you know, while Poe, it's like, OK, yeah, he's a little bit of Han. He's a little bit of this. Like I would I would I would have wanted something that as you know, is new 
Oh, I think we get I, that. I think we get that in Teal. I think we get that in Lost Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's to his like detriment in terms of it makes him seem like a huge asshole. But yeah, I like how he learns from like his mistakes too, because I feel like there's some characters in Star Wars that like don't like Ezra, like who never learned like a hundred times. But I always bring this back to Ezra. I really don't like him, but. Yeah, Poe. I don't know. Like, I I hate that I'm so like neutral on Poe because I feel like he's like such like a popular like character in, like the Star Wars universe. But I don't know. But it it makes me excited for Episode Nine because of the opportunity he has to, you know, like we get to see more of him. Maybe in a more like relaxed situation because I feel like with all the events that happened last Jedi, like that was like a lot for probably for everyone to handle you know hopefully we see everyone a little more relaxed we get like a little more like humor just you know happiness i want to see some like happiness in this movie like all this sad shit was happening and i just want to see something good yeah yeah uh but do you want to read the next email oh yeah thank you vb for the email yeah uh, we also got one from rabia hello candle biters i hope you guys are doing well i have some problems with poe and i feel like i need to share them First, I liked him in The Force Awakens because he seemed talented without an ego and was just focused on his job without seeking any glory. In The Last Jedi, though, it felt like he got the biggest ego, and every time I rewatched the movie, he seemed to get progressively more annoying. Do you guys know how many characters there are in The Last Jedi? Six. Finn, Rose, Poe, Luke, Kago, Ren, Kylo Ren, and Rey. I put Rey last because, ironically, as the main character, I thought she was used more to develop Luke and Kylo Ren, which I'm annoyed with since she's the main protagonist. If they had killed Poe off in The Force Awakens as planned, we could have only gotten two subplots, which would have made a much better movie and spent more time with our main character. Also, I feel like he's taking on the role that Finn would have gotten as leader. And while you can have two leaders, I think he's going to overshadow Finn because he's seen as more competent and cool. Um, I do understand what she's saying there. I would say... yeah. It's weird to say this because we've just been talking about how how Poe has these like Han Solo-ish qualities. But on the other hand, Poe is the one who's in the resistance. Yeah. And because of the fact that The Last Jedi takes up right after The Force Awakens, I I don't think you can have Finn in a leadership role in that movie. Because I, I don't think it makes sense. Because he is he is sort of more the Han character. And that he's this outsider who got pulled into this. Yeah. You know, another thing I think is interesting, too, is how people say, well, in The Force Awakens, he was like this. And then The Last Jedi, he was like this. Like, these movies are supposed to be literally, like, 15 minutes apart. So I think, like, literally, these characters were just seeing more of who they are. Like, how are we supposed to tell? And, like, we only saw, like, Poe for, like, 15 minutes in The Last... and No, in The um, in the Force Awakens. How are we supposed to know in those 15 minutes? Like, he's a cocky, arrogant asshole. Like, we don't. Yeah. Like, that was just our first impression, you know? So I feel like because the first impression of Poe was really strong, seeing how he actually is was a little like too, not too much for people, but it's like, it would be like, oh, well, he wasn't like this. Well, yeah, because that's like your first impression. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, with Princess Leia, you know, you see her with the buns and everything and and the in A New Hope, but then you see her in like Return of the Jedi doing like so much more and 
you know, really get to see Princess Leia. And I feel like people, when when you say Princess Leia, they think, you know, especially like normal or not, like not really big Star Wars fans. They just, you know, they see like the buns and everything, even though the buns were only in like, <laughs> like 51 movie, you know? Yeah. That was probably a bad example, but you know where I'm getting yeah. at. Like, I feel like you could still have Finn take on a leadership role in nine. And it, since we're all sort of assuming there's going to be this much bigger time jump there, that makes more sense. And, and it could be like Finn's, you know, quote unquote, in charge. I mean, that Poe is quote unquote, in charge of the rebellion, but Finn still has this really strong leadership role, especially if, I mean, he's the one who has this connection with Ray. And yeah, over mm-hmm. like let's say the let's say it's like a year or two years, like Ray and Poe also could have grown something, but that closeness with with Ray and Finn is such a big deal that I could see him being sort of almost like a liaison between Ray and the and the force aspect of the resistance. And then Poe as your 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 military leader. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Robbie's email. I can't take credit for this because the double posted po- double toasted podcast, Great Hub of Black Latino Podcasters, said that after the mutiny, Poe started he doesn't get any long term punishment, which is ridiculous. One jokingly said, "If someone pulled a gun and tried to take the podcast away from me, they'd be dead." So for Holdo and Leia just to forgive him immediately afterwards is ridiculous, even if his intentions are noble. Maybe, but Leia does demote him, which leads, I mean, I mean before the mutiny. So like he did get punished for the original fuck up. With the bombers, and afterwards, when are you gonna when when are you gonna punish him? Because you can't like short of killing him, which they're not gonna do because it's that's not the way they do things. What are they gonna do when like they're on the run? Like that's right at the end of the big fighty fight pew 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 battle. There's no time to punish him. Mm Hmm. Yeah, like they need him, you know. Yeah. So, and then, and then, you know, we'll we'll see what happens afterwards. I feel like maybe something did happen that we'll hear about. But again, yeah, on paper, dude fucked up and tried to mutiny and definitely deserves something bad to happen to him. But the timing makes that a little bit difficult. Um. Okay. There's a theme in the movie, failure is the greatest teacher. That's great, but I feel as if it's missing the part about failure where you have to accept responsibility for your failures and the consequences that come with it. Post never seems to feel guilt about the bomb squadron and only gets briefly sad. Rose should have been the one to slap him and say, because of you, Paige is dead, and show him feeling the weight of his failures. The movie wants you to forget about it, but I didn't. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's like, that's very sad, but true. Like that, that I feel is a big failure um, in that movie to not have that matter more. Cause not only do we not see like Finn, I mean, Poe feel the weight of it, but because we don't see Poe feel the weight of it, the audience doesn't really feel the weight of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Now thinking about that... Ugh. I don't know. Like, I... How are Rose and Poe, like... Uh, that's hard. Like, I don't know how... I think the movie is just, like, really going to ignore that because that's, like, really – that's really big that he's kind of the reason why her sister's dead. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next. Uh, leading the resistance is all Leia has left. So for everyone to follow Poe at the end annoyed me. Fair, but it sort of seems to be what Leia wants to. So I can accept that. Um, the next point, he's too trusting. He's trusted Kaz to spy and Resistance and Finn and Rose in The Last Jedi, even though all of them have exactly zero experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in general, that's a problem with Star Wars. Because we're always about the new, like, I mean, like going back again, like the farm boy who saves the universe, you know? And, mm-hmm. or the, the scavenger girl who saves the universe, or. The kid, whatever the fuck Ezra is, and like, <laughs> no, no, Ezra I don't, is. I don't remember like his beginning. So, but again, it's like you know the kid from nowhere who becomes this very important piece of everything. But yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's true. But uh, like, there's not much you can do about it because it's Star Wars. Finally, that mm-hmm. final line: "We are the spark that will light the fire without the burn the forest ordered down." Feels angry and vengeful, which is in contrast to what Rose says about fighting to protect what you love rather than what you hate. Yeah, yeah. I kind of dig it because you can't love fascists to death. You can fucking murder the shit out of them. And while I love Star Wars and I love the Star Wars like idea of of hope and and being better than your enemies, I also feel like when you're fighting fascists with planet destroying weapons, you're allowed to, you know, kill millions of them by destroying the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Like I get it. I get it, and it seems like a big contrast since they make that such a big deal out of Rose's line there. But I also think it's just a fucking badass line. That is a pretty good line. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think about that. You know, like the whole, like, saving what we love kind of thing. I don't know, but I just... I don't think that he was, like, too angry. I think that he was rightfully... Like angry, I think he's righteous. Yeah, the first order, basically. Yeah, I think you know the first order like killed God most of the resistance. Like I'd be fucking pissed too. Yeah, you know for a cause that he believes in so much, and he knows that the first order it's killed billions of people probably. Anyway, just to finish up her email. Now, I do like Oscar Isaac, and I think the character still has a lot of potential. If they make him a Saw Gerrera type of leader, where he might go too far and come into conflict with Finn and the others, it would be cool. But as he stands right now, I'm still really annoyed with him. Keep on podcasting, Rabia. That would actually be awesome email. Yeah, and thank you. And actually, that would be really cool. That would be an interesting conflict to see in Nine. Like, I wouldn't want it to go quite as far as Saw. But I would like to see some conflict in the leadership. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, thanks for the email. I think it's like really interesting how, you know, so many people can have different opinions of characters. You oh, know? yeah. Like, I love it. Some people might. Yeah. Like some people might really like Poe, but, you know, some people might think that, you know, he's a really annoying character or that, you know, he's done things that people have like forgotten about. So I think it's like really interesting in Star Wars how, you know, char- different characters can be, you know perceived yeah and i always like it when robbie writes in because she always has some stuff that i've never thought about before so thank you i know it's always really eye-opening she should do a podcast that'd be sick all right um we have some uh voicemails too sorry if it seems like we're rushing it i have to work later tonight and i'm feeling a little under the weather so one of those things um we have a voicemail from sam scorzone and I'll play it right now. If it decides to load. Da, ba, da, ba, da. Okay. Hey, Emily and Brittany. For the new Cassie and Andor show, um, what are your thoughts on how far back it'll go? Um, or do you think it'll be set before the Rebels was? Or do you think it'll, depending on how long the show runs, do you think it'll eventually run parallel to the plot lines of Rebels and then sort of uh end with um sort of end with with cassian going to uh interrogate Jin, like we see in rogue one just curious what you think the timeline of of the show is going to be like thanks a lot bye um Brittany, can you refresh my memory as to the when rebels is set like how like in terms of like rogue one how far are we ahead of that Uh, so, um, Luke Skywalker is supposed to be like 10 years old. So this is like the first, t- okay. This is interesting so it would be like because eight years before Rogue One. Yeah. But it, then it's weird because then I'm trying to think of like the last episode of Rebels when Sabine was like, oh yeah, um, we did this, and then a couple months later, that's when the Death Star got destroyed, and then this happened. They do, yeah, they so, do do like a little bit of a like a time jump there at the end, right? Because you see her kid, like, and he's older. Yeah, but most of the show is set like eight or nine years before, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I would imagine. Like, we might get, like, a little bit of, like, super young Cassian in, like, the first episode. I would say it's yeah. probably going to be not much more, five yeah, years. five years before Rogue One. Because, I mean, because it's starring Diego Luna. And, look, don't get me wrong, dude looks great. But there's there's only so far you can go with making him younger before it becomes a bit of a joke like you can't have him be 15 Uh, and played by Diego Luna I hope we don't get a live action Ezra Bridger no but yeah five years I think that's the max maybe three maybe four I feel like five is a good number though maybe seven you know Five, seven, or three. Five, seven, or three. Okay, only odd numbers. Only odd numbers. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sam. But yeah, 
five, seven, or three. That is my answer. And then I'll play the next email um, from Catherine. Um, why do I assume that this is about Cassian? Because it's Catherine. Catherine, like Catherine really, like, everybody I saw was getting excited on Twitter. She was losing her shit. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. makes me happy. That makes me, like, jealous when people, like, lose their shit over something in Star Wars. I'm like, I want to get that excited over Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, and she's going to, she recorded, I don't think it's up yet, but the um, Star Wars Spelled Out podcast, she's going to be on that talking about Cassian. So I'm oh. very excited for it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to listen to that. All right. Well, uh, here's Catherine. Hello, Canto Biters. It's Catherine here from Melbourne. I'm giving you a message to give you my reaction to the news about Cassian and oh My God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's so good. Yay, 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 yay. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have her on. Yeah, Catherine, come yeah, on. Like come on, on the podcast. She's so cute. Oh, I love the Aust- I love the Australian accent. Like I just it's so she's so cute. Yeah. As soon as we actually have any like news about this series, Catherine's gonna come on. Yeah, please. Ah. Uh. I love it. Well, thank you, Catherine, for that. I'm I'm glad that you're excited. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm almost more excited that she's excited for the show than like the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then yeah, since I have it up, I'll play King Tom's uh, voicemail. Also, King uh, King of all Toms, King Tom sent a voicemail this morning at 9:20 a.m. my time. I don't know why I'm announcing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's uh, hear King Tom's uh, wonderful King Tom voice. Okay. Now. Waiting for the magical King Tom voice. Yeah, you're you're telling me. I'm, I'm waiting for it, too. All right, we're about to play the match. Oh, oh, there we, there we are, there we are, there, there it is, there it is. Okay, ready, ready, set, go. Hey, Brito and Lindo, it's King Tom. So I heard last uh, episode you guys were looking for Poe questions, and there's been one floating around the back of my head. Uh, ever since Poe was first introduced to the world back in the pre The Force Awakened days, you know, he, he was introduced as the pilot, and people have been asking at least back then, is Poe going to fly the Millennium Falcon? And there's the whole, you know, pilot connection, but also that interview he gave where he said he was talking with Harrison Ford and asking what buttons to push, and Harrison famously replied, <laughs> who cares, it's all made up. <laughs> and, you know, we never saw it in The Force Awakens, and closest he came in The Last Jedi was he was actually on board the Millennium Falcon. Um, but... Do you think he'll ever end up flying the Millennium Falcon? Does that matter to you? I don't know if it matters to me. Uh, I have no problem if the Millennium Falcon ends up as Rey and Chewbacca's or just Chewbacca's. I mean, Rey is going to have a lot. You know, she's going to be doing the whole Jedi thing and leading the resistance. And I mean, it would be cool to see her fly because she's she's such a great pilot. But will Poe ever be flying anything more than an X-Wing? And does that matter to you? Anyway, that's just a question I've been kicking around. Thought I'd ask you because you were looking for Poe questions and because 
You have a great podcast. Aww. Anyway, um, thanks for listening and Death Watch. Death Watch. Death Watch. I love King Tom's Death Watch at tweets when he retweets the I podcast. love how much King Tom loves us saying Death Watch. I don't know why he latched onto that in particular, but it amuses me. I'm honored, first off. So do you have do you have but, thoughts on Poe and the Falcon? I think it's Ray's. I think Ray has custody of the Falcon. And uh, Chewbacca! Like, Chewbacca! That's his! Yeah. I don't know. But uh, also Gerald the Porg. Oh yeah, oh man, the Porgs better it's still a... be on that ship. God damn it. It's their, it's their, they were, it's there was now. a nest. It's their home now. Well, Gerald was on top of R2-D2 in the final, uh, one of the final shots of the Falcon. Yeah, I'm sort of I'm I'm the same way. Like the Falcon is is Chewbacca's and 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 Ray's as well. Um, if we if we do see him flying it, like I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because they already had these big scenes of like when Ray's flying it for the first time or when they're coming to the rescue in in Last Jedi. Like, we already have those, oh, yeah, cool, it's a fucking Millennium Falcon against scenes, you know? And there's, they're awesome, and I love them. But I don't... I, I feel mm-hmm. like you can't do that again. So, even if we do see Poe flying it, which I, I kind of don't think we will at this point. I mean, maybe. I think it'll be just a much more, like, casual, offhand thing. But, yeah, I, you know, I think he's... <laughs> I think he's an X-wing fighter. I think pilot. Like I think he's, like that's his that's his thing. Like that's what he loves doing, and that's what he wants to be doing. These small, fast, deadly ass ships. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see Poe piloting the Falcon. Also, because you know, I see him flying like smaller ships. I feel like not that. I think he's a good pilot. I just don't feel like the. The Falcon like suits him. I feel like an X Wing suits him. I feel like, you know, that B Wing or that thing that he was flying on crate suited him fine. But I don't know. I just don't see him flying the Falcon. But if he does, then he does. Like I'm I don't think twice about yeah, that I shit. Be, like I wouldn't you know? be upset at it. But in my head, the Falcon is now Ray and Chewbacca's. I mean, really, it's it's Chew- yeah. it's Chewbacca's. By all all that is good and decent in the universe, it's Chewbacca's. But I loved seeing Ray fly it, and I love Ray and Chewbacca as friends. So if it's Ray and Chewbacca, that's also really fucking cool. Yeah. 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 Thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. Death Watch. Watch. <sighs> well, that was Order 66 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. Um... Emily, where can you find you on social media and all that fun stuff? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. Um, like I said, I was recently on the Hyper News chat that Steel Saunders does on Steel Wars. So check that out. Uh, you can find our podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can email us, cantobitepod at gmail.com. You know, anything we've said on the show that you have thoughts on, something we talked about, you know, whether it's resistance or 
the Cassian show or the Mandalorian or whatever the fuck, you know, or if you have top three suggestions or fuck Mary kill suggestions, send us an email again. It's can't pod at gmail.com. Where are you, Brittany? I am here in California. No, uh, you can find me on Twitter as Kento Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Wow, I'm actually posting on Instagram again, not on the Kento Bite one. Shocking. I gotta keep, I gotta start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll talk to you guys next week. So, see ya. Bye. Bye.